Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to another exciting edition of Plank of the Week as we try and wend our way through uh, lockdowns, shutdowns, tiers one, two, three. We don't really know where we're going and nobody knows who's in charge. Luckily, at Plank of the Week, we've got plenty of people to choose from. And today, I'm delighted to say, I've got two stalwarts, two veterans of Plank of the Week. Russell Quirk is here, uh, our friendly, uh, what do we call you, PR... Uh, man of PR the people, guru, PR guru, property, property expert, expert you know, jack of all trades, really. Jack of all trades. Dawn Neeson, uh, journalist extraordinary, expert. extraordinaire. <laughs> so, um, I don't know where we get, where we're going to start today, but let's start with Dawn, given that you are right, the queen okay. of Plank of the Week. Thank you very much. Right, I Just am going to one. go for Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Very Up popular until choice. yesterday, I wasn't 100% sure who or what it actually was, but evidently it's a Welsh Labour MP for Rhonda. That's true. And he has been since 2001. Former vicar, apparently. A former Church of England vicar. Mm. Um, got into a bit of trouble with his expenses yes. as an MP as well. Yes. Um, and I was working on um, your colleague, our, um, Dan Wooten show yesterday, mm. and Chris was on there having a debate. Well, you Only call it, you it, call it a, debate. a debate. It wasn't much was of a debate. It? No, it was a go rather than having a he debate, actually, Honestly, I have never heard um, so much rude, offensive stuff in my life. He came on and he was defending the lockdown, firebreak, whatever we are calling it these days in Wales, by saying it was a good thing, had to be done. Um, and anyone that's agreed with him was either a crackpot or a nutcase. Yes. Which is great in these mental health days, isn't it? I'm not sure you can call people nutcases. Well, apparently it's all right if you if you don't agree with them and they happen to be not from the left wing, as ever. But, you can insult as many people as you like but, if you're yeah, a leftist. Absolutely. And these were all the are on the, the the great Barrington Agreement scientists who was having a go at saying they were crackpots. They're coming up with a bad side. Well, he, he called had, Dan a nutcase. Didn't he, he called Dan a nutcase. He also called Dan stupid, and I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Mm. And all because people disagree with him. Yeah. And then, and then he compounded, doubled down on it by lying. He lied about the comparison in, in the number of people in hospital, Absolutely. didn't he? Absolutely. But, it, but yeah. it's a tactic that we all see through now, don't we? So ever since the dawn of Brexit, back yeah. in kind of 2016, where the left started repositioning anybody that was against them in any way, shape or form as, you know, nasty right, or crackpots or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, I think we all see through it now. The public see through that now, don't they? That it's 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 not good enough just to label someone as an idiot or a crackpot rather than actually having an argument that might actually be based on some data yeah, and some but facts. But also the people well. that he's referring to and calling crackpots are quite eminent 
medical they are, experts. Yeah, so that, I mean, you know, I mean, it'd be one thing, be one thing if they were yes. crackpots. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but they're yeah. actually, you know, very and highly qualified. If you're going to come Stanford on, University, Cambridge, Oxford, exactly. I mean, really? And if you're going to come on to live radio and be that rude and obnoxious to the host and to some of the world's most eminent scientists, at least make sure you've got your facts right. Yes. Local yeah. hospital, he said, was capacity, never been this, this much, double what it was last year at 75,000. And actually, it turns out that that is what that mm. particular intensive care unit is so, every so year. Presumably, he's labelling the World Health Organisation as crackpots, crackpots as well, because they're also against lockdown. He might yeah. have had a point, though, there. Do you think? Oh. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, the World Health Organization is a very strange organization. I mean, yeah. you never quite but, but know they're, they're, they're what they're going to say. They're an organization, along with the 12,000 yeah, other absolutely. signatures of the Barrington But a bit like Public Health England, right, uh, which was run by people who didn't know anything about public health, mm. the World Health Organization is also run by people who are basically all appointed by the UN and yeah. know absolutely bugger all uh, about actual medicine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, they're a kind of administration more than they're yeah. a, a medical organization, yeah. right? In any case, I got very annoyed with him, so Chris Bryant is definitely a I huge think, I think prank that is in my a world. Very, very good addition. I mean, really? the funny thing is, he was always quite a chippy character, um, and we used to get him in the tent of common sense from time to time, and he got very worked up. When I said to him at one point, you know, well, I'm paying your salary. He went, no, you're not. I pay tax. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, but you don't seem to understand. You work for me. I don't work for you. So therefore, you have to answer the question that I'm putting to you. And when you claim your expenses, I'm paying them. Yeah, did you mention the £92,000 of expenses? I didn't really. But I mean, the point is, is that, you know, what people who work in the public sector don't get is that if it wasn't for the fact that the taxpayers actually fund their salaries, they wouldn't have any money. No. There would be no yes, they sector. pay tax, but they wouldn't have a job. They there wouldn't would have no a salary if yeah. we didn't uh, subscribe to it. Mm. But, you know, he's one of these guys. I've, I've found, actually, quite, quite to my disappointment, that an awful lot of, of MPs are just not very bright. I mean, he said Dan was stupid, right? Oh, yeah. And quite a lot of MPs that I've met, um, as a result of, of what we've been doing for the last two or three years and being down in Westminster an awful lot. I mean, there's some great MPs and some terrific MPs and very intelligent MPs, but there's an awful lot of dross Well, this is as what well. I find worrying, and I think we're all realising it now. I think we realised it with Brexit, but I think we're yeah. realising it even more now with coronavirus, is that the people that are supposedly in charge, mm. you wouldn't trust them on a bus. No. You really wouldn't. No. And they have no idea, an awful lot of them, Clueless. how ordinary people live. Absolutely. I mean, this is Clueless. why they bring you things like, oh, let's have a 10 p.m. curfew. You know, it always reminds me of the story my dad told me once that when he was in, uh, uh, in his youth and he used to go and draw in, in courts, you know, because he was a, a cartoonist and he used to go and draw, you know, for, for the paper. And there was a judge reminiscing and remonstrating with some old drunk. Um, who had been done for drunk and disorderly about the fifth time in a week, you know, and he said, and you know, uh, my dear fellow, you must not have any alcohol at all for the next week and not even a light sherry before lunch. <laughs> As we this old, normally this old wine folks kind of go, yeah. oh, right. and, you know. <laughs> but I mean, that's what they're like. They have no idea. Russell, no. who's your first one? So my, I, I'm delighted to announce this one. It's a, it's a national treasure, would you mm. believe? Uh, and it's the national treasure that is Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. Uh, yes. Um, the man that has spent, goodness knows, how many months and years preaching via his 7.7 yes. million Twitter followers. Um, everything that is woke, everything that is right and best practised and best endeavours. Yes. You must do this, you must mm. do that. Um, and let, let me just read a few examples. Yes. Uh, some of the things that he's said over yes. the last three or four months about wearing masks. Oh, this will be good. In oh, particular. Yes. Mm. So, this is Gary Lineker on, on Twitter. Wearing a mask has to be beneficial, even if it saves just one life. Mm. Even if it is only a 1% chance of making you safer, you must wear a mask. I can't understand why anyone would object to wearing a mask. It's a painless gesture to ensure that you don't spread the virus to others. And in July, he said, why would anyone object to wearing a mask in a shop? How does he it's know, not exactly way, hardship. I didn't well, know he was an expert on the well, respiratory system. Apparently, you know. so, so I think what we're getting here is that Gary Lineker thinks that there is no excuse for not wearing a mask. 
except if it's him in Marks and Spencers in Barnes. Not wearing Sunday, a mask. Having been photographed by somebody. And then, in yeah. fairness to him, he didn't somehow deny it and say it was a lookalike, but apparently it was, uh, it was an oversight. Well, nobody looks like Lineker, do they? It was an oversight. I mean, I quite enjoyed somebody on Twitter saying, was it because you can't get one big enough to go over your ears? Yeah, you know, but, but how many times nice. now have we seen these woke <laughs> preachers? Oh, I know. The it's... likes of Hugh Grant and Emma Thompson and, yeah, yeah. and, and Mr Crisps himself, Mr Lineker, yeah. telling us what we should and shouldn't do right. and then doing exactly the opposite I themselves. Know. And I mean, I don't mind if people mistake, uh, go out by mistake. I mean, probably we've all done it. You walk, you're about to walk in somewhere and you go, oh, I've got it's my mask. It's part of the yeah. is it? Mask, you know, yeah, purse, exactly. keys. I mean, one of my kids is now going to, to, to FE College on a bus and I mean, he forgets his mask, despite the fact that I've told him, put one in your bag, put one in your pocket. Have a spare. You know, yeah, yeah. he rings his mum, you know, at least twice a week. Oh, I forgot my mask. You know, people do. Mm-hmm. But... He's not going around telling everyone else to wear one. No, but the irony which here is, is the problem here. he actually pictured himself, apparently in April, in a selfie outside the very branch that he's just been caught not oh, wearing yeah. a mask, with his mask on, taking a selfie, mm. not three or four months ago, saying, uh, I'm going to wear a mask, it's the right thing to do, everybody else yeah, should yeah. follow suit. And, and then gets pictured in exactly the same place a few months later, but not doing what he yeah. preaches. To be fair, Russell, he's got a lot on his mind at the moment. It was obviously on a shopping trip to prepare for the illegal immigrants he's got. Yeah, to I'm come amazed and stay he still hasn't house. actually found anyone, though. No. But just the one, right? Mm. Or maybe he's got his minds on salary negotiations. Uh, yeah. oh, no, he's just done that. So he just dropped, oh, no, he's just, yeah, he's just, on a mere mm, 1.4 million that, quid. Yeah. Oh, has he gone down? He's gone down to 1.4 million quid. He doesn't really need quid. the money anymore, does he? Well, no, Marks and Sparks is quite expensive, sweetie. I suppose that's true, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to buy their avocados either because they're very, very expensive. He's a hypocrite. You know, I mean, why doesn't he pop down to Dover, where there's about 100 people arriving in every single day? It can't yeah. be that tricky uh, to find it one, can be can that, it? it? can't be that no. hard, can it? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really. Mm. My first one is going to be uh, my Lord Darroch, uh, otherwise known as Kim Darroch, former British ambassador to Washington, D.C., who was disgraced... I think it was towards the end of last year, but my time scale has gone so wrong now who, that I don't. Knows, if I told you that I can't remember whether it was December or January, you might let me off. Um, it seems that uh, uh, they're now investigating whether or not a, uh, uh, an individual civil servant actually leaked his email to a newspaper because this is the email in which he referred to Donald Trump as, as inept and an idiot and you know basically slagged off the president of the United States of America. Whatever you think of him, if you're the US, UK ambassador to the US, you shouldn't really be writing that down, should you? I mean, if you want to have a, a conversation in a phone call, that's fine. But what makes it worse and what makes him plank of the week for me uh, is that it turns out uh, he would have appeared to have been having a liaison with a woman who was not his wife, right? Uh, who was a young, rather glamorous reporter for CNN, who nobody had ever heard of, and I haven't heard of her either, so I'm going to re- look her name, Michelle Kaczynski, mm. which is a rather nice... She's very blonde and pretty. She's, and, yeah, yeah, very, oh, very um, quite comely, surprise, surprise. I would say. Yeah. Um, now, this is a woman who apparently, up until this moment, when she met my Lord Derek, didn't do much for CNN, hadn't really had a story... Uh, worth a fag end in her entire career, suddenly started revealing all these exclusives about the Trump White House and what was going on. Mm. And people were going, that's amazing. You so know, how we could she no know idea. this? You have yeah. these, really these contacts yeah. of, mm. the, that you seem to have inside the White House. It's extraordinary, yeah. you know. Um, and then, to add insult to injury, there's a great piece of footage which I found on... Because uh, she then became sort of briefly the star of CNN. So they gave her all sorts of jobs. Right? She went off in this... Uh, there was a flood, apparently, somewhere in Maryland. And she went off to do a piece to camera about the flood. And she's in a canoe, right, sitting there, talking about the floodwaters rising all around her. And as she's sitting there, two guys walk past and the water's about up to, you know, their ankles. <laughs> <laughs> so she doesn't need to be in the boat. And uh, that was pretty much the end of her career at CNN. <laughs> drop the dead donkey. Um, uh, it, it really was drop yeah. dead donkey time. But, I mean, I don't know what's worse. Writing down that you think the, the Trump presidency is inept 
or having an affair with a woman who's a journalist to whom you give a load of stories, mm. which are, in fact, probably official secrets. Mm. Well, I mean, the guy clearly has no judgment at all. No. Well, and without the, well, the, no, the, no, the, no the obvious, no obvious realisation that that journalist is probably going to throw him under the bus one day. It's going to happen so yeah. that she well, can continue probably, with her now that, now that the stories come out, she'll probably get a book deal. Yeah, yeah. She'll probably write yeah. a book about, you know, yeah. my time with Lord Derrick mm. and, and the Trump mm-hmm. one, you know, and all the great places he took me. And then poor old Mrs. Derrick, whoever she is, who yeah. I think is, you know, Dominic Westall standing by a man, is going to be tortured by some, some floozy, you know, who uh, was with her husband well, for a she, while. She was married as well, wasn't she? I think she might have been, flu- yeah. The said floozy. Yeah, yeah, she may well have been. Mm. But, you know, just, I mean, what sort of an idiot? I mean, people were saying at the time, of course, the usual suspects, what a terrible loss to the world, this Lord Derrick, what a fantastic, you know, diplomat that he is. And he's only being, you know, thrown on the fire now by Boris Johnson because he's mates with Trump. Well, apparently not true. He's been mm. thrown on the fire because he's a total plank. Because he's an idiot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're number two, Dawn. Plank. Right. Okay. Um, this is a double act. I'm going for the Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm. I like yes. it. Yes. Chris Whitty and Patrick Valance. Yes. Um, chief medical officer and chief science officer. As if we didn't know that by now. I mean, you know, you can't escape them, can they? You really can't. Doom and Doomer. I yes. mean, they are everywhere. Um, and they're not getting a single thing right. And they are at the same. Have they got anything right? Mm, no. I don't think they no, have. No, I had to think about that. No, they haven't. Let me think. Um, but they are the centre of the row over the Manchester lockdown and sort of like, you know, what's going on in Wales and what's going on in Scotland. And it's like they just seem to want to lock us all up in yeah. our homes. Inevitably, for, for the rest of time. For the rest of time, forever, because there's no end game as far as they're concerned, apart from, you know, if we ignore them, we're all going to die horribly. Yes. Um, and they have just not got any, you know, from, you know, the mask issue. Don't wear masks and they're good for you. Now, suddenly, you step outside your front door without a mask yeah. on, with the exception of Gary Lineker, well, obviously. Gary Lineker. Then, yeah, then, <laughs> then, you know, you're going to die. And it's like they just can't get anything right. And they're, they're permanently living in this worst-case scenario. You know that, uh, um, that uh, um, graph, okay? It wasn't really a graph. It was a prediction. Oh, type no, I think it wasn't cases. a prediction. Yeah, but they said it wasn't. It, it was a doubling of cases every seven days. Yeah, it was like 50,000 cases. It went like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And really, we're sort of going like that, aren't we, really? Well, it's gone up and it's kind of trickled to Leveling off. I yes. mean, yeah. you know. Depends. Well, I saw another another uh, one today from the Welsh from the Welsh uh, hospital admissions cr- crowd, right? And it's this line that just goes like this from like July, yeah. August, yeah. September, October, and then November, which hasn't happened yet. It goes like that. Yeah. yeah. And you go, well, that's the same thing. Balanced. And it's, it's slightly worst, dotted. I mean, I can draw like that. It's, it's, it's I can just go like that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. this worst case scenario situation. And and what I'm really losing patience with now is the fact that I just don't know what to believe anymore, who to believe. The people in March that you thought might have our best interests at yes. heart and we all trusted, I don't I don't believe a word they say now. Hmm. Because you can do whatever you want with statistics, you can do whatever yep. you want with the science and, and use it to And they've lost, as some people would say, the dressing room I think. I don't yeah. think anyone really yeah, who have. is sensible now looks at what they say without at least some scepticism. Yeah, but but what, what's very odd is that the government have kind of pinned their colours to the valance and witty exactly. marks. Exactly, this is without the problem. thinking or talking to or uh, seeming, seemingly understanding uh, any other point of view. No. So, you know, the, the witty valance prophecies, their opinion, their standpoint seems to be absolutely gospel. Yet we do have the Barrington Declaration and the World Health yeah. Organisation and others yeah. saying, saying the absolute opposite. But they've but also guess, admitted, haven't they, uh, that they said certain things in that graph in particular they, they issued to, to scare people yes. into behaving into the way behaving they wanted them. Like we want you to yeah. behave. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. But I guess if you're Valance and Witty and you're paid by the public purse predominantly, then lockdown doesn't affect you. The economy crashing and burning doesn't affect you. It doesn't you. affect you so because... So if, if you're in a position, I guess, where you would be seen to have to take some element of responsibility in the future, let's say it does all go wrong, mm. that, that chance that it might, better to be safe than sorry. But, of course, the flip side of that... But it's not safe, The problem is that it kills the country. There's an awful lot of sorry people. kills the economy. Right. You know, I mean, the all facts the people that came out today... Of the of the non-COVID related deaths that have happened in the home yeah. since March, yeah. well, you, I mean they're all up twenty five percent, thirty percent, forty percent. Dementia, yeah. females yeah. with dementia, over seventy yeah. yeah. percent. I think I think prostate cancer, something like fifty six percent, because people aren't getting yeah. treatment. But that's without the mental the health issues. Yeah. I, mean, I, I suspect there'll be more people would die of suicide in Wales than yeah. would die of coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know it's shocking, absolutely shocking. The, the problem with Sage, just quickly and witty and balance, is there's no one on Sage who is representing the ordinary GPs, no. the people that are seeing what's going on on the ground there's no one as you say working in mental health Mm. who's saying look people are going to start killing themselves well no one's thinking about the other consequences it's also fragmenting and you mentioned brexit before in the way that the brexit argument fragmented because last i think it was was it um, last monday or the one before um where a bunch of sage um scientists went to the ft basically leaked to the ft Mm. because they obviously thought that that witty and valance weren't getting anywhere with boris because they want a full lockdown he won't give it to them so i know we'll go to the most lefty kind of serious newspaper in the world Mm. And that's now the FT, I'm afraid. Mm. It used to be, you know, a proper city, you know, Tory mm. paper. Now it's just a, a lefty rag, really. Mm. Um, and they go to them and give them all this info because they want to undermine the prime minister. I'm sorry, that's They're not what you should be doing. to look yeah. after their backsides and throwing us under the bus. Yeah, I know. It's just not Shocking. Yeah. Well, it's a good one, though. Uh, Russell, your second. So I'm afraid continuing the coronavirus theme yeah. and the theme of hypocrisy. It's hard to get actually. away from it. It is, well, isn't it? It, it is, is, and particularly where there's so many planks in positions of power yes. and authority that keep kind of doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So my second nomination is Matt Hancock. Oh, right. Did I pronounce that right? Sometimes people struggle with that. Yeah, <laughs> and for two reasons, really. Obviously, it's been fairly well versed over the weekend that he may or may not have overextended his stay in a parliamentary bar past 10 p.m. Oh, yes. on October the 5th. Yeah. Um, he hasn't denied it, apparently. He's just refused to ask. He was also questioned not wearing a mask, but not in a, a mask. car. And that's my second. That's right. my second. So I not... didn't really mind that, though. He's well, in a car, isn't he? Well, but but I, you, I, you have to if you I do Uber. mind it. Yeah. See, I, yeah. I mind it. And the reason yeah. I mind it is he's the man making the rules. Yeah. He's the man that stands up and says, I'm ever so sorry for all sorts of reasons. Clinically, you we're going to impose a 10 p.m. curfew. Yeah. Boris Johnson, not 48 hours ago, says all ministerial cars are equipped with masks and ministers should wear them to mm-hmm. lead by example. Yeah. 24 hours later, Matt Hancock, having just recovered just from this whole Commons bar yeah. debacle, is pictured pulling up at a department, mm. knowing there's a load of photographers there, mm. without a bloody mask yes. on. Mm. What Grinning. an utter cretin. I know, yeah. you do wonder what's going through their minds, don't what, you? What, is it arrogance oh, or stupidity or both, I wonder? I think it's a bit of both. I think a bit you of both. Know? In Matt Hancock's Because you can't possibly. tell me that, I mean, it's one thing Gary Lundigan forgets his mask. If you're the health secretary, you don't forget your mask. It's no. pretty fundamental. Or at least employ someone to kind of, you know, be on your shoulders yeah. and don't forget your mask. I mean, we mask. have to wear a mask to go in and out of the lobby of yeah. this building, right? Yeah. I don't forget to put it on, ever. Mm. As I'm walking in, mm. I put it on. As I'm going to walk out of this studio, I'll put it mm. on to go then, out and then I'll take it, it off again. any wonder then the government have to stand up and say, you lot aren't abiding by the rules? Mm. Well, of course well, not. You lot aren't abiding by the rules. Well, of course. And that's why people are fed up to the back teeth. And they're also not, as you say... Um, sort of gilded by some nice public sector salary yeah. uh, and expenses, which they don't, which which they know they'll get no matter what. Yeah, yeah. shocking.
Well, I'm going to go off-piste, if Ooh. you don't mind me saying that, uh, on this one, because I'm not going to do coronavirus for my second one. And it's Ellie Harrison, uh, who's the host of Country File, or one of the many hosts of Country File. Um, she's the sort no. of blonde, uh, effervescent one, if you like. Um, I hate Country File. It's a bit like Channel 4 News. I find it compelling watching because I hate it so much. I have to keep watching it just because I'm kind of going... Well, it's got an audience of about 10, got, I suspect. What's, what's, well, it's probably quite might, popular. Is it, it, yeah. it probably is quite popular because it's, yeah. it's Sunday TV. night, isn't it's it? It's gentle Sunday night escapism. But the trouble is, right, like a lot of these um, BBC scenarios, um, I'm asking the question, what are you doing? You know, they had a whole piece last Sunday about Victorian cycling for women, right? Now... Call me old-fashioned. I don't think that's got much to do with the countryside, right? And <laughs> I don't think it's got much to do with anything. No, they, found, they managed to find this woman who was making Victorian dresses as, as, as they were worn by women who cycled in Victorian times. Right. And the, and, and, the, and the presenter went and met them, put the thing on, and you're kind of going, I mean, you're a cyclist, right? And apparently it was a very male-dominated preserve. It was, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought it was but a male-dominated preserve until about two years ago, to be honest, because you mostly see blokes in there old lycra of cycling. It still is a very male-dominated preserve. But yeah, I mean, and I, I do hate cyclists, by the way. Just make sure you don't forget that. Apart from me, of course. Yeah, apart from me. you. No, because you're fine. But Ellie Harrison came out, right, a couple of weeks, well, a couple of days ago, I suppose, to say something that had been said once before in Country File, that the countryside is actually racist. Oh, God, yeah. The no, countryside yeah. That, yeah. is racist. Yeah. Now, you live in probably a bit of rural uh, countryside-ish. Rural, right? rural Essex. Dawn's a, Dawn's a city girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get away to the countryside at the weekends. You know, the countryside cannot be racist, OK? Mm-hmm. Anybody can go to the countryside. Yeah. Anybody can walk in a field. Anybody can climb over a stile. And what's her you justification? You can cycle in the countryside you if can. you wish. You can. And what's her justification for it being racist? Well, she says there's a lot of work to do. I presume what she means is there's not that many people from ethnic minorities that live in the countryside. Yeah. Now, there's a pretty good reason for that. Most of the work is in London yeah. or in Manchester or, or in Birmingham or yeah. in Leeds. Mm. You know, most of the work mm. that people do when they come f- from another country to live here or are born here because they happen to be from members of an ethnic minority, it happens to be in, in sort of yeah, more in concentrated cities, in the yeah, cities, right? Memory. Now, you could say, well, why did, why did not more people from the black and minority ethnic population live in the countryside? Because there's no work there. But it doesn't mean they can't. It doesn't mean they can't. And, and, and They're guess, not prohibited. But I guess if she objects to it so much, why is she working on a country-related program? She should resign immediately and protest. Well, I mean, Country File she is a racist. very... It's Country File by its very nature. She should resign then. immediately. It's a well, Country title. File is, is, one, a racist uh, show. Also, there's, no, there's hardly anybody who's not white on it. I don't, I'm very rarely do you go... I mean, when they, when they go, well, yeah, but when they go to, um, you know, the sort of the Hereford sheep dip or whatever it is they're mm. covering, you know, the Hereford population... Yeah. He's pretty white. Yeah. Most yeah. of the farming community is pretty white. Mm. To make it racist, mm. it just happens to be it white. Just, yeah. Yeah. That happens to be the demographic. Mm. It just happens to be the demographic. So yeah. she's a plank uh, of the week for me, and uh, <laughs> you know I make no apology for it. But at least it's, it's not good coronavirus. At least it's not coronavirus. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And nor's mine. So your final one. And nor's mine. Mine is Woke Disney. Woke Disney, well, I like it. absolutely. This is, um, it's not exactly Walt Disney personally, but it's the Disney Plus streaming channel who are responsible for streaming all the lovely old fashioned, you know, like Dumbo, like Snow White, yeah, yeah. like Jungle Book, Peter Pan. Yes. They stream all the old classics that kids have loved for generations. Yes. Um, and now before they stream each film they are putting a really heavy-handed warning out 
that this is wrong, kids. You shouldn't be watching this. This is racist. This is homophobic. Well, on their this own is transphobic. channel. On their own channel. Um, just because <laughs> these films were made sort of like, you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. Those attitudes well, were Dumbo wrong. Well, Dumbo was in like the 60s, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's outrageous because it's presumably taking the mickey out of people with big ears. Yeah. It's just outrageous. Well, it's uh, shocking. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Dumbo is racist because they have singing crows. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Peter Pan was racist because the Lost Boys wore feathered headdresses. So, oh, right. like Native Americans. Okay, right. So, I guess Aladdin was a misogynist, was he? Yeah, absolutely. Probably. Don't get me started on yeah. Cinderella. Yeah. Um, it's like Can you actually have, you know, characters which are given uh, the sort of characteristics of real people if their cartoons are not actually real? Hmm. I mean, like, there was no Aladdin, was there? No. It's or have I got that wrong? But you, no. you, you, you obviously can't portray Aladdin as any sort of Asian ethnic stereotype because no. he obviously, he was. Yes. I mean, so that, this is the it's problem. It's bad news for the king and I, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And and yeah. the, the the thing is, it's like, you know, and, oh, and the Aristocats as well. Yes. You know, the Siamese cats. I remember that. Yeah. I went to see that it's with my great, auntie from Paisley. great song, absolutely. We've all got childhood memories of that. Yeah. We can all sing that song. Yeah. We're not going to do it now, but we can all sing it. And that, you can't, that's that's a racist stereotype. Really? But th- this is the warning oh. that flashes up, apparently, doesn't it? Yeah, says, and it's really heavy. This film is not representative of yes. today's values. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And please bear in mind yeah. that it was made based on values of the past. Yeah. Like, so, like a five-year-old understands I mean, that. Well, exactly. And you know what really annoys me, Russell, with this? It's like, little kids, at the moment especially, need escapism. They need a fancy world. I mean, what they, it's tough for everybody. For yeah. little kids at the moment, childhood should be the yeah. best days of your life. And not only are they sort of like, you know, they can't see their school friends, they can't go to school, or if someone sneezes, they're all sent home again. You know, they're very confused. Everyone's wandering around in masks. So they sit down and watch some escapism on telly, and they're getting a lecture, mm. um, which they Well, won't maybe understand. you could somehow do it so that they don't see the start of the film or something, so they don't see the warning. Because I put on, I was, there, was, there was some um, old, that, that weird old TV station that you get, which is called BBC. Talking <laughs> Pictures or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Pathé or something. Is it Pathé? It's, no, it's not Pathé, but I think it's talk, Talking Pictures. They've mm. always got old films on, but somehow it was on. Because I don't really watch that much TV. It's kind of, you know, time, default yeah. thing. Some show came on that I'd never heard of, right? But obviously from the 80s, I think I must have been in America, called Bogner. Did you ever remember a, a show called Bogner? And it was about no. this guy. It was, it was awful. Absolutely <laughs> terrible show. Um, I couldn't work. It was so bad I couldn't work out if it was a comedy or not, right? Um, and it was about this guy who worked for the Department of Trade. Um, and the opening scene was, was um, some, some, somebody's dogs being poisoned, right, by, by some mad dog poisoner. But it said before that came on, you know, please be aware this is a show that was made at a time when values and, and, and attitudes and, and to the society end, were very did, different. Did, I didn't wait till the end. In the end, they, they, they often now, of course, they play that if you have been affected by the issue oh, yeah. of race oh, in this yeah, program. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, well, so they, do all, dog, but they do that on all the soaps now. I mean, yeah. I... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I realize having just said that what I just said, I may have to clarify because... You would expect if it was dogs being poisoned, it wasn't a comedy, but it, it might have been. I just you literally couldn't tell. Yeah, but there's, those, there's comedy in everything. There's one of those awful enough. shows that, that they made in the eighties. Do we do we really think that seven year old girls watching Fireman Sam, right. what as an example, watch it and think 
oh, damn, I can't be a fireman. I can't be a Because fireman. it's only for boys. Yeah, fireman sounds Welsh as well, so presumably he can't go out and put any fires out now because he's got to stay he's home. He's been locked down. Yeah, locked absolutely, down. yeah. No chance. But, you know, if Disney... Only Pandy. If Disney really cared about being woke, they would take these films off the well, channel exactly. completely so either, yeah. and then lose a lot of money. Yeah, either, either get rid of them mm. or just allow them to be. Yeah, just allow little kids to be little kids and enjoy them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Very I good. agree. Very well said. Russell? So my last one, and, and I hate to be political again, um, but we are surrounded oh, by it, yeah. uh, uh, is the entire opposition front bench. <laughs> <laughs> it is Her Majesty's opposition. Right. But my, my point is it, of nominating... Are they in opposition? Right. So, you know, we've, we've had Keir Starmer since he was elected as leader of the Labour Party um, kind of sit back, do nothing, say nothing. Uh, apart from all of a sudden, of course, a week ago he chirped up saying that uh, he insisted that we should have this two-week circuit breaker lockdown. Um, and that was nothing more than political opportunism. Mm. It's yep. goal-hanging, effectively, yeah. Yeah. waiting for the government to make more and more mistakes. And I kind of get the philosophy that if you're in opposition, you can hang back and just let the government kind of defeat themselves. But actually, I think, you know, as a, as a member of the electorate, I think the opposition should continually challenge and and, and, and stand up. But my my issue with the whole front bench is that around the kind of 24 to 48 hours where Keir Starmer made that announcement with regard to him wanting this this two-week circuit breaker lockdown, um, you've had... uh, in that time, you've had the likes of Rachel Reeves, who immediately went on to television, and within 15 seconds of the interview, uh, in her interview, she went from insisting on a two-week lockdown yeah. to a two- to three-week oh, lockdown yeah. to uh-huh. a 28-day mm-hmm. uh, day lockdown. Really? So literally moved her position three right. times mm-hmm. in 15 seconds. Mm. Um, and, you know, you've then had today, of all days, Sadiq Khan breaking with the whole Labour Party philosophy, yeah. the whole message. And he, of all people, that was arguing for the 10pm curfew to yes. be imposed two weeks ago, today apparently, literally half an hour ago, has said that he now wants the 10pm curfew to be lifted because it will help the hospitality sector. Well, he's right about that. Well, the first thing right. he's got right, in fact, but in my he, memory he, of it. He is. But he's been arguing a, for it for but ages. But as a Labour Party, yeah, yeah. they are all over the oh, they place. Are. They're not well, opposition. Maybe he's been talking to his mate Andy Burnham. Because they obviously think they're operating some what? kind of pincer move. A- Andy Burnham uh, has just become the, the check casher in chief, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. Because all Andy Burnham now yeah. stands for is effectively blackmailing the government because he wants another 20, yeah. 40, 50 yeah. million quid. Yeah. And as we sit here recording this now, that, that particular debate, yeah. that particular agreement That's ongoing. Is, yeah. is ongoing. Yeah. Um, but it's now become all about the money. Yeah. But Burnham, of course, is the opposite to Starmer and Reeves and Khan, saying he doesn't want any lockdown right. at all. Mm-hmm. Well, let's face their it. Bloody minds when well. Starmer called for the two-week uh, circuit breaker, which I hate as a phrase, yeah, well, I don't know Fire well, the fire break break came from. Worse, Where yeah. did that come from? And then, um, uh, the, literally two hours before Starmer had said we want a two-week lockdown, um, Ashworth, is, is the shadow health guy, had said that would be a disaster. Mm. So they're changing two hours. Exactly. They changed yeah. the policy. Yeah. They are all over the place. They yeah. really are. They're no yeah. opposition at all, and therefore I think they're worthy. So are you, are you nominating the Labour Party? The Labour Party, and, and particularly the, um, the the opposition front Okay, bench. that works for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't decide because I've got two possibilities as my final one. I think. Um, one is the Liverpool police, right? Uh, okay. Because of the way they reacted to that bloke who uh, wanted to keep his gym open. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, because he's now been crowdfunded to the tune yeah, of something absolutely. like 50,000 quid. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm told, I don't know if this is true, that he can't use that fund to actually pay the fines, but he can use it to fight the fines in a court. So there's some kind of, you know, nicety about that. But, I mean, if you can't find someone, um, they've got the money to keep paying the fine. I don't know what you can do, but what you shouldn't do is turn up uh, with sort of armed officers were armed, to, a, to, a, to a place where people are and working lots out. Of them. Lots of about them. seven yeah. or eight of them, yeah. I think, yeah. all mm. armed to the teeth. And you kind of go in, 
What's going on? Yeah. I mean, I was joking earlier on today to somebody in Manchester who rang in, and I said, you know, the tank's rolling through the streets yet. Mm. But, I mean, you wouldn't actually be that surprised no, you wouldn't. No, if something absolutely. like that started happening, no, you know? No. The other one I was going to go for was Greta Thunberg for releasing a, a, a movie when all the cinemas have just been shut down. But, you know, I think I'll leave her alone for this, for this one. Just because Save I think she'll, she'll definitely police, pop up again. I think well, she might. Well she's, yeah. now, <laughs> well, she's now 17, right? So, technically speaking, uh, definitely no longer a child. Hmm. So, you know, when people go, oh, you shouldn't be able to go to her, she's just a child. Well, she's now 17, actually, and she's made a but movie. But she still looks like she's 12. Well, that's not my fault. frankly weird. Well, I still look like I'm 35, but, you know, nobody gives me a hard time about it. <laughs> You know? I think he's talking about his IQ. Feel today. free to interject at any time. <laughs> no, that's fine. Right. Okay. You know, listen, I've always looked a lot younger than I really yeah. am. But, but I wonder in Liverpool, are. to your point, what else was going on whilst all those officers were sitting yeah. there at the gym with their arms folded? This right. is the you know, point. The car theft, the yeah. stabbings, yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and all the other problems drug business. And, and issues of, I mean, the of drug crime across this country the city. is a multi-billion pound business, right? It's one of the few businesses, I would imagine, that hasn't been at all affected d- by COVID-19. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because the police are all doing something else. Yeah, the London borough I live in has got one of the worst crime and drug problems in, in the whole of the capital. Right. And the first thing I heard on the radio the other day was, um, don't be surprised in, in this part of London if you see more armed police on the streets. We mm. are there to, just there to protect you from coronavirus. Said, what about the kids stabbing yeah. each other down the road? Right. Also, that, why do you need armed police to protect you from but coronavirus? But that said, exactly. there's only four police forces in the entire country have fined anyone for not wearing a mask. Yeah. yeah. So what are they doing? So well, on mean, the one hand, they're oppressing people yeah. around the whole coronavirus yeah. rules and regulations as they change every 10 seconds. Um, but at the at the other end, it looks like the data show. They're not actually doing anything no. in no. terms of bringing so people to task You can get all. nicked for talking to your neighbour over the garden fence, but you can't get nicked for stabbing somebody no. in the street. No, but or try ordering, ringing them. You know, some drugs try ringing them if you have a burglary. Yeah, and they yeah, might get back to you in a few days' time. Yeah. reference number right. we've got a dog walkers going around I was told and this is only anecdotal because I can't prove it it was somebody on social media that sent me a message to say that they tried to come into London on Friday <gasps> night this, yeah. um, from Maidstone and they were prevented from getting on the train by the police because they said you haven't got good enough reason for going it's they only essential that, travel I don't think they can no but I mean they can I think I mean if you're now in tier two the word is that you can't travel it's advisory. It's advisory you're not meant to. But it doesn't tell you that you can't. Yeah. No. But you're not supposed it's to. It's advisory. I mean, it's weird, isn't it's it? It's advisory. Yes, it's but like... overzealous policing, which yeah. we have seen. We and saw you can't travel to Liverpool lockdown. for the weekend, I'm afraid. So, you know, that's off now because it's in well, tier I used three. Well, I used to travel to Liverpool a lot because we used to follow West Ham up yeah, yeah. the away games. And it's like, we're always lost. Not anymore. I mean, no. 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 Mm. Well, no. there we are. So we've got the nine. Yep. Now we're going to carry one over from last week. Oh. I'm not quite sure who that will be. We always do that. Right. But that's completely at my discretion. You're just making this up as you go along. No, no, I always yeah. do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, it may not have, it may, may <laughs> not have uh, passed your notice. We've only got nine. It's always a top ten list, right? So I always I, I carry one over. Mass wasn't a strong Makes one. perfect sense. So why don't you pick your favourite one of Russell's and we'll go like that. So mm-hmm. Russell, tell us your three. So uh, in order, Gary Lineker, yeah. mm-hmm. Matt Hancock mm-hmm. and Her Majesty's Opposition. Mm. Oh, God, it's tough, isn't it? Mm. I I mean, as much as I loathe Matt Hancock on every level of loathing. Mad Hancock. Um, I like it. Yeah, see what I did there. That's, like, that's a movie. Yeah. Tabloid like journalist. Like it. Um, I am going to go for Mr Lineker because hypocrisy is the world's worst thing. Yeah, it really so, is. Yeah, I'm going to go for And Gary. he's not been in it for a while. I think that's good. No, so, uh, yeah, and Matt's in it every week, isn't he, really? So. Uh, well, funnily enough, he's not as high up the list as you would have expected him to be. Okay, next time. <laughs> but next time. Um, he'll still be in the list this time, though. Yep. So I've got... So you're choosing my, you're my favourite. Lord Derrick, Ellie Harrison and Liverpool Police. I think Liverpool Police have to win it for me. Right, OK. Yeah, completely disproportionate yeah. Uh, and inappropriate. 
Yes? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's very decisive. Yeah. All right, I'm going to pick yours, Dawn. So what were your three again? Uh, Chris Bryant, yeah. the Brothers Grimm, yeah. and uh, Walt Disney. It's got to be Chris Bryant, isn't it? I guess you in. It's got to be. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. Chris Bryant, Liverpool Police. And Gary Lineker. And Gary Lineker. It's not bad. Uh, three to that. It's pretty good. It? Not bad. It's pretty tough, though. So now we used to sort of try and whittle it down and take one away, but we don't really do that anymore. We instead, we just kind of sit like grown-ups and, and discuss for a couple a of minutes. Like grown-ups. I know, <laughs> I know like that's hard for you guys, but you know. Um, I, would, I would tend to go for Chris Bryant as number one. I... You know, simply because very much conduct. I mean, if you had... A sort of yellow card for conduct unbecoming a, a member of parliament. I think calling a, nation, a national radio host and columnist um, an idiot. a nutcase and an idiot and, very stupid, and yeah. calling eminent um, scientists Crack crackpots, I think that's outrageous. In fact, if I was Sir Keir Starmer, I'd be giving him a, a strong yeah. talking to. Yeah. Saying you don't represent the Labour. Because I actually put a tweet out saying, same old Labour Party, just slag off anyone that doesn't, like, doesn't agree with you. And- yeah. You know, and they're not supposed to, they're supposed to be the kinder, gentler yeah, Labour Party yeah, now, aren't they? Yeah, hashtag be kind. And not even knowing what it's talking about. No. You know, if it had actually had a fact and been horrible and rude yeah. and nasty, maybe, but he didn't even know what it was but talking about. But if, also, if, if Dan had been belligerent, which he wasn't. No, he wasn't, He was no. very calm. Um, if Dan had been saying things which were untrue, which he didn't. He didn't, not at all. You know, he was simply stating facts and asking questions. Yeah, mm. which and is And he was job. suddenly branded some kind of maniac. Why would Chris Bryant go on that show with that argumentative, I'm just going to be an obnoxious idiot? I know. Attitude. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't suppose he was at lunch before that. I don't know whether that would be the case. I don't think so. I don't think he particularly partakes of the... Uh, well, yeah, so my, my the slight challenge is, I think that... I'm not suggesting that Chris Bryant isn't a worthy winner, but... Gary Lineker is definitely up there. I mean, given the stick that he's given people and the preaching and the kind of self-righteousness. Yeah, I agree with that. But, I mean, mm. number two is still a pretty good uh, pretty good place to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you I'm know. sure there'll be other opportunities for Gary. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't yeah. forget, you know, we're still watching him to see when he appoints his uh, his new house guest. You know? yes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe he's going to do it for Christmas. Maybe he's waiting for... lovely. A, you know. Maybe, though, he's going to use the new lockdown rules, whatever level two oh, yeah. we're at, to say, I can't have anyone else no. in my house. Mm. See, That's you know. very possible. Mm. Yeah. Well, I would go with that. Liverpool Police 3. Mm-hmm. Gary Lucas two, mm-hmm. and Chris Bryant. I mean, Chris Bryant, he'll be really, really regressing coming on talk radio. <laughs> well, I do hope that he comes on again because it's a very entertaining. I even it, was, it was. I, I was honestly shocked. I mean, I was, you know, I was, I was. working well, with you know, Dan, first, yeah. and it's like you know, and Dan's so good at what he does, and he was being polite, and it was like, what, 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 why are you saying that? Why are you yeah. doing that? But, but the, the other question is, how does an MP that gets elected by the majority? but gets elected to represent all of their constituents, how does Chris Bryant now represent those that don't agree with him? Mm. I mean, is he going to stand in his surgery and in the future of people in and slag them off and just say, no, Mrs Smith, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't agree You're with you. You're an idiot. Pot. You're, You're a an idiot. He's got a huge majority but may, Maybe well. he knows he's not going to stand again. But and, can, uh, I just, can I just finish by thanking you personally, Mike, for that picture you put on Twitter oh, yes. for we me this morning? That. No, yes. thank you. Well, this is unfortunately... Which is this? Sorry, I've missed this. Chris Bryant in his underpants. Oh, really? Have you not seen it? No. It was talking about having a huge majority that reminded me and he obviously hasn't got a huge majority in any way shape or form the um, idea is that he put it out when he was quite a bit younger so this um, is actually a picture of Chris Bryant in his underpants yeah. not mm-hmm. something that Dawn's no, no, not no. talking photoshop <laughs> well listen, in a spare I wouldn't go anywhere near I, anyway, I wouldn't do I that no, let's, <laughs> not, let's not think about that no this is a genuine picture which was published I think by one of the tabloids many years it ago it was it was 2003 and it was um, on Gaydar he yes. posted it because it was obviously a bit lonely 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's now coming back to haunt him. Well, I'm afraid you. so because Good. that things that's the way things that's tend to go. That's kind of what the internet does, right? And I'm, I'm afraid that until that moment, I was not blocked by Chris Bryant, but. Then you've been blocked, haven't you? He's blocked yeah, me I know. because I posted a picture of him in his underpants. Funny enough, I mean, yes. it's his picture. That he took. That he took. <laughs> one of those you know, what's wrong with it? The worst thing about that picture wasn't the underpants, which were slightly grey and baggy. No. It was the bathroom shelf in the background. Yeah, some people have don't, drawn don't look attention. Don't look too close. Yeah, no, what you were saying just now, some MPs are just not very bright. No. Not very bright no, at no, all. No, no, you no, know, no, and no. for anybody who's thinking about becoming an MP, don't post any pictures of yourself in your underwear before you become one. Or while you are one. Or while you are one. Or just don't do it. Or at any point ever in your career, no matter who you are. Yeah, just don't do it. No. So, Chris Bryant, uh, well done. Absolute brilliant clank of the weekery. Uh, You have totally stolen the show. Uh, We'll see you at some point again, I'm sure, next summer in Westminster. Go, Chris. Go, Chris. Uh, But Dawn Neeson, thank you very much. Russell Quirk, thank you very much. We'll have more clanks next week. (laughs) 